Welcome to Extremely Valid Points. We are three business owners and friends who enjoy practical, real-life discussions about business, marketing, and creativity. Your hosts are Nathan and Jenny Sala, the owners of World Light Media, a digital marketing agency focused on helping organizations grow through online leads. And Dave Wilkins, the owner of Ellipsis Production Co., a video production company that specializes in creating meaningful content for businesses and nonprofits. We hope you enjoy today's episode. And along the way, we just might happen to make some extremely valid points. All right. Uh, welcome to Extremely Valid Points. So glad you decided to join us today. We're here with Rebecca Kirkman, and she is the owner of Higher Up Staffing Services. Welcome to our podcast, Rebecca. Thank you. Nice Tell us a little bit about yourself. I am born and raised Central Valley of California. I um, never left the Central Valley until this last year. And uh, I started in staffing about 17 years ago. I just fell into it, did a great job, opened my own company, and now it's trying to take over the world. <laughs> and you're doing great, too, because you were just awarded a um, award by the Business Journal here in town for the number one women-owned business. In the Central Valley. In yes. the Central Valley. So. Yes. Um, that means you have the largest woman-owned business in the Central Valley. Yes. Right? <laughs> wow. Central Valley, California. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been um, it's been an interesting accomplishment. So hopefully I'll become the top women business in Dallas and in San Diego and every place else. That's what's on my list. World domination. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So you've been in the industry for 17 years. How did you get to where you are now? Honestly, it was just a stroke of luck. Um, I started my career in accounting and um, I worked for a credit bureau, actually, where I started in accounting. Um, they lost their supervisor. I stepped up. They lost their salesperson. I stepped up. And every turn um, that they needed something more, I just kept stepping up. And um, that experience led me into staffing because a recruiter called me about another job. And turns out the job that she was calling me about wasn't really a match, but she said, I really like you. You should come in and talk to us. And, you know, lo and behold, I found my calling in staffing and uh, they hired me and I became one of their top reps um, every single year for five years in a row and then branched out on my own after that. That's amazing. So how long have you been doing Higher Up yourself? Higher Up has been 12 years. 12 years. Mm -hmm. And in 12 years, you become the number one woman-owned business. <laughs> yes. That's pretty amazing. It's a decade. <laughs> yeah. It certainly takes time to build it a does. business. It does. Impressive. So tell us um, what types of businesses you serve and um, what kind of pe what people can benefit from the services you offer. Primarily, we work with mid to large companies. Um, usually, companies outsource to us because we're we're the expert at what we do. Um, we're in the people business, so we understand people better. Um, I think that's something that helped me in staffing, and the reason why it's my calling is that um, I think it's it's easy to take um, somebody's background or resume or LinkedIn profile and match it to a job description. That's easy. Any, any you know, con a computer can do that. Um, but what is difficult is understanding a person. And I think that takes a, a human intuition that you can't teach a computer to do. Um, and I think that's where companies value from us is that this is our talent and our calling. And so we can, we can meet a company and we can assess kind of that feeling of who they are. And we can take that to people in the market and then match people to that too. 
So it's it's something you can't purchase. It's something that's a internal talent. We definitely um, look for it in other people and we train on it. Um, but it's a sink or swim world in, in what we do. So you either get it or you don't. And so you see it a lot of turnover with um, staffing companies and with recruiters. But again, it's a trial and error and understanding like, do they have the intuition or do they not? And um, can they can they meet it? You know, can they? become part of what we can do. Gotcha. Yeah, I know as a small business owner, um, one of my biggest headaches, one of our biggest headaches is trying to find that right person. Because it's true when, you, when you're looking at a resume and you're looking at skills, people can have skills, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they have the work ethic, the ability to match your culture, um, the trustworthiness and all of those other attributes like and qualities in a person that you want. And that can be a trial and error thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and hiring and firing is got to be like one of our biggest headaches and one of the most stressful things that we do. It is. And anybody can say anything in an interview and really, you know, wow you. And then turns out they don't they don't actually match. Like you said, they don't match the culture. They don't have the work ethic. Those things are still trial and error. But um, I can give you an example. Um, one of the largest companies that I work with, they use a program called Personalysis. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever done a personality test. Um, oh, I've done a gazillion. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> yes, they're interesting. And this company actually provides a like a symbol. So it's a symbol of um, red, yellow, blue, red, yellow, blue, and green, right? So it's a different... Um, types of uh, personality and all of us have a piece of each of those in it. And depending on the variation of what percentage somebody has a red or green or yellow, it creates a symbol for them. And um, this company, they do it on all of their employees and then they provide them the symbol and they actually frame it and put it on the desk. So then when you walk in, you see somebody has a high degree of green, you know, they're going to be more logically minded. So you're going to approach them a little bit more logically. You see somebody has a high degree of blue, you're going to a little more fluffy, you know, good morning, how are you? Okay, you did this wrong, you know, (laughs) approach it differently. Um, And so I was working with the CFO of the company, and it's a woman, one of my um, top mentors in in the Central Valley, and uh, she needed a controller to work under her. And I went to, you know, went to market and found her somebody and I told her, you have to meet this person. I think I think they're perfect for you. She looked at the resume and said, no, 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 no. That's not the right person. You know, because she wanted more experience. They want, you know, all these credentials and all that, which I get it. But this individual could do the job. And there was just something about them that I knew matched. Lo and behold, she met her went through five interviews, offered her the job. She still works there today, uh, which I'm very proud of. <laughs> that was like nine years ago. Um, but the funniest thing was when she did the personnel assist and they called me up and they said, Rebecca, you will not believe this. We're going to send you two images right now. They were identical. Oh, wow. <laughs> they were the same person. So <laughs> practically. So you look for people that understand how to communicate with you because they communicate the same way you do, um, that react the same way you do. That's the intuition um, in being talented in this business is I didn't do a test to know that those two were identical in their, in their you know, their personality, but I could figure it out. So, yeah, <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a gift. <laughs> that's the reason why companies use us. <laughs> and that's, you know, it's a hard thing to learn how to do when you're interviewing for yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. And when so when you're hiring people to do what you do, what mm-hmm. do you look for? 
So I finally um, brought that into a science. Um, I actually created um, what we call our top core values. So 10 core values. And I took the core values and I don't have me recite them. (laughs) I I didn't bring them. But after a few brainstorming sessions, I figured out what I feel that I bring to the table. So what are the core values that I feel that that I attribute to the company and to the world, right? Um, and who I am as a person. And that is how we created the core values at Higher Up. So when we do interviews, we have questions that center around our core values. Like one item is, you know this, um, that you, you know, you have a very big heart and giving heart. And I do too. Um, I love being generous and, and helping people in need. And so uh, one of our core values is good with humankind. Mm. And so in an interview, we ask, um, what types of things do you do to help your community? Is there, um, do you volunteer for any type of sporting groups? Because even someone that maybe coaches, you know, the soccer team or um, volunteers at church and, you know, runs the youth group, those are still you know, good attributes in contributing to humankind. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, a thousand dollar check you wrote out of pocket. <laughs> right. um, it's just someone that cares about other people. And that is how I figured out how to hire the right people for my company is is reflecting on what my values are and what I wanted to, to have with my team too. Love that. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. A lot of our audience are business owners and um marketing professionals and along those lines. And there's a lot of chatter about this labor shortage out mm-hmm. there. Is that a real thing? And how's that impacting your business? It it definitely is. Um, it's a combination of of things, I think. If you look at generations, um, the, we had the baby boomer generation that was a huge population of people. And over the last five to 10 years, most of the baby boomer generation has retired. And so we've, um, we've sh- you know, shrunken the workforce. And then there's been, lately, there's been a variety of things that affect people going to work, um, primarily all of the benefits of not going to work. <laughs> so that doesn't help us, you know, as far as getting people to go to work. But yes, we're seeing it as well. Well, um, what we did is we just increased our efforts. So we have a structured uh, metrics that we work off of, um, basically like call counts and, um, you know, it's, it's, there's a science to it, but all we did was just work harder is basically what we did. And we're in, we're actually in higher demand now because there is such a high staffing shortage for other businesses that, um, they need to go to companies like ours and, um, outsource to us. It's taking a minute longer to get people, but it's definitely faster than it is when they're doing it on their own, for sure. Wow. Would you say there's anything within the current workforce generations uh, that are that are out there? Is there anything that as employers we can do to make things more attractive and to attract the right people to us? Good question. I would say that um, today, hmm, what I think that a lot of people today are interested in is, I'm trying to say the right word to classify it, kind of as the fluff. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you think of marketing and branding as, uh, you know, you're advertising, maybe you're advertising a commercial or you're putting together a flyer. But I think any more employment and attractiveness to a company is the advertising of why we should work there. So what it is that's being offered. Um, I'll give you an example. We now do um, these fun little um, 
new hire boxes. So when somebody comes to work for us, the first 90 days is like a part. It's um, like a party. <laughs> it's a, There's a lot of things that we throw at them. Um, they get trained, but they also get fluffed up a lot through the process. We send them a fun new hire box that has like t-shirts and um, mugs. And, and it's just like, we just thrust the Kool-Aid on them, you know, right away. <laughs> um, and so um, I think that keeps people interested because um, we also show it on our social media. We put it into our marketing. So when somebody applies to work for us, they can look at our social media and look at all the fun things that we're doing for our employees. And that is what I think um, outside individuals find attractive is um, is the the look of the company and the feel of the company. Too, yeah, yeah. That. so that, that company culture more than mm-hmm. just the benefits or compensation yes. and those kinds of things. Okay. Yes, because anybody can offer good benefits. Anybody can pay a dollar more. Um, anybody can have a job where they need somebody to answer the phone. What makes it different is something that they can brag about, like something that they can market to the world as to look at how cool my company is. We just got these custom Valentine's boxes mm-hmm. as a thank you from our, which I'm doing those tomorrow. So this won't this won't air until after tomorrow, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> So <laughs> it's going to be a surprise. I think. Yes. Yes. Oh. Valentine's Day. Yeah. We got everybody some fun candies and we're doing a little party. So in each of our offices. Well, actually, tomorrow I'm doing our corporate office and then I go back to Texas. So on Monday, I'm doing the Texas region. So. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. inspiring. <laughs> I'm feeling like a really bad boss. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. I, I love that. I could do better. I think uh, I just love that because. A lot of times when you're trying to hire, it's all about finding the right fit. Mm-hmm. And if you if you want to attract the right people, you have to put out there your kind of energy that you have, and you want to attract the people with a similar level of energy so that they can, um, you know, know I, w- I would like that. I want to work there. You know, that sounds fun. But there's another type of person who might have the right skill package um, and maybe even have that computer like you do that you can outdo the software in terms of, you know, choosing which color they are um, <laughs> of the, you know, of the little dot. Yes, yes, the personality yes. piece of it too. Um, Absolutely. But there's somebody out there that might be like, I don't want them to show me on social media. You know, that's just not who I am. That sounds horrible. I would hate that, you know. Mm-hmm. And those are the people you kind of want to scare away. <laughs> <laughs> well, well um, I think um, Jenny knows this. It, uh, Krista, who's a similar business colleague of ours, um, she joked at one of our meetings that said, always be prepared to take a picture with Rebecca. <laughs> always be prepared. <laughs> so we have had a few um, individuals that come to work for us that that are just a little bit more shy. You know, maybe they live their lives a little bit more privately um, and um, they don't do the social media, which is totally okay. Um, we keep that in mind and we do try to kind of respect their personal space on that. Um, but I do think that they still enjoy the gifts and, you know, the themes. um, And those were probably the types of things that they saw before they applied to work for us that interest them. But it probably did make them a little nervous to also be in the photo as well. So it's okay. We understand. I usually say, are you okay with this? (laughs) Hey there. If you've ever listened to Extremely Valid Points podcast and thought, if Nathan, Jenny, and Dave could do this, I totally could too then we say you're right. We've got some free tips available on our website. Head over to extremelyvalidpoints.com and download our free guide to start your podcast. We're happy to help. So if I wanted to hire, why as a business owner would I want to hire you instead of doing the hiring myself? 
Tell me what I get when I hire a staffing agency. So um, definitely you get that expert recommendation piece of it. Um, We do have an ability to um, test individuals as well. So if it's a a position where it's, um, you know, accounting or you need certain type of software skills, we can test those. Um, But one of the biggest things that I think is the benefit to a company using a staffing service is time. Um, Trying to think of another type of service where you don't have to do anything. You just pick up the phone and they do it. I mean, think about like DoorDash, right? (laughs) You decide you want pizza, you you push the buttons and pizza arrives. You know, you didn't (laughs) didn't have to make it. You didn't have to go to the grocery store to buy the ingredients. Um, And so um, there's there's a lot of time that's invested when you're hiring for somebody. Um, you have to put up the ads. You have to review the resumes. You have to screen. You have to do the interviews. You have to do a second interview. You have to do the evaluations. You have to work through the offer, figure out the competitive rates. Um, you have to structure the package. I mean, the, it's. I think when we analyzed it, it's about 80 hours of time per position that's wow. used. It's quite a bit. Um, and so, I mean, imagine you pick up the phone and we we chisel off about 75% of that time. So that's one of the biggest benefits because most companies that hire us, um, they have other things to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's other more pressing things um, that are a pr- priority to them. And it's not that um, large of an expense when you start analyzing how much time it takes um, to hire us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And tell me what happens if you send me somebody and I decide I don't like them. <laughs> well, and it, it depends. Not on, that that could would happen, but <laughs> if it did, it, it it can happen. Um, we try for it not to. Um, but absolutely, if they're on a uh, what we call a contract position or a contract to hire, it means they're on our payroll at the time, um, but they're working for you. Um, so you pick up the phone, you call me, and you say, "Hey, it's not working out." First off, I'm going to see if it's something I can fix. Um, if it's not working out because they are arriving a few minutes late every single day and we haven't had an opportunity to talk with them, I'll ask if we can if we can do that. Some people get upset and they're like, no, I just want to fire them, you know, but it's like, <laughs> well, maybe they don't realize that, you know, it's an issue coming in five minutes late every day. And sometimes when they give us an opportunity to, turns out Joe is also coming in five minutes late. So they thought it was okay. Um, so that's my first uh, reaction. And then my second reaction would be to let you know, um, all right, that's no problem. We're going to go back to the drawing board. Tell me what wasn't working out and how can we tailor this to, you know, provide your replacement that's better. Um, And so we contact that person, we handle all the unemployment claims, um, we handle all their paperwork. Once they're contacted, they shouldn't come back to your office thereafter. Most of them don't. 99% of the time they don't, <laughs> as instructed. Um, we'll come and pick up their items. And, and it's kind of, it's really convenient for you, actually, real cut and dry. You don't have to deal with those difficult conversations. So... I don't like those difficult conversations. (laughs) They're not fun. I wish sometimes I had a staffing service to call (laughs) and say, it's not working out. Can you end their assignment? (laughs) But I have to do it. (laughs) It is the hardest thing to do sometimes is is. to fire somebody. It is. Um, You feel bad and you don't want to. Especially when you're a people person. Mm -hmm. You don't want to take away their livelihood. And I know. It's one of those things that's been one of my hardest 
um, obstacles to overcome in business is learning when to cut the cord, winning, learning when to, because like you said, it's I'm in the people business. And so um, I always want to see if there's some way to salvage something. Um, and I do it a little bit too much um, with my internal staff, um, but I've gotten much better at it. So we've gotten more structured to it. And um and uh, just try to keep it real with people as far as treating them with a lot of dignity and respect and um, and being transparent with them when things don't work out. And I think most people um, understand and seeing that understanding has helped me kind of overcome that fear and needing to, needing to let someone go. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm sure it gets easier every time you do it. <laughs> it's much easier for me to end somebody's assignment on a client than it is for me to um, end I would say, let somebody go that works for you because you do have that, um, you know, that connection when they work for you too. So it's, it's much harder. So I understand why our clients would use us and, you know, take that burden off their plate. Yeah, it feels nice to know that there's sort of like that handoff period where it's not like, okay, this person just dropped in my lap and they're fully my responsibility, <laughs> right? You yes. can kind of get to see like, this is going to be a good fit for not only for us, but for them, right? Absolutely. Because you want them to be successful. And it's and it's a, a trial for the person as well. You know, they, they think it seems like a great opportunity from the interview, but they don't know until they get into the job. Like, am I going to, you know, be able to handle this commute? Am I going to like working with Barbara on the front desk? You know, right. all the different <laughs> things. And so we act as a, as a neutral party to both individuals. So we stay in touch with the candidate and we stay in touch with the client too. And if the candidate comes back to us and says, you know, I just don't think this works for us. Again, we try to see what's going on and um, act kind of as a mediator, almost like a counselor um, to see if we can solve the problem with the employer. And if we can't, then we work on a professional transition. We want to make sure everybody's left in a good place. Yeah, that's actually great too, because there could be blind spots as an employer, right, that we might have where like an onboarding process we think is, you know, maybe we things that we take for granted that that we could help people transition into better. And if we have a third party, because maybe that employee is a brand new employee is not going to be real ready to step up and say, hey, uh, this doesn't work or whatever, <laughs> you know, I'm not getting this. Yes. Uh, so to have somebody as a go between and that can help us to see those things that we're maybe oblivious to. Right? Yes. Helps, right. helps solve the problem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a great point. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen a lot of jobs with high turnover rates and but then, you know, the employer doesn't know what's what's going on why can't i keep anyone in this position um they have you to mm -hmm. be that third party and that outside perspective you can help them mm -hmm. solve that problem if they want to, if they want to. <laughs> <laughs> or they can just have you bring somebody else in who can tolerate yes. the, the crap right? <laughs> yes but the more we know about an environment the the um, better our choices are on who we send there. Um, there are some circumstances that we'll uncover about an employer and we will opt to not work with them any longer. Um, but for the most part, um, if there are some circumstances about the employer that make it less than desirable workplace, we just understand what those issues are and we prepare people for it. Um, a, an example would be sometimes people are very 
animated or elevated in the way they communicate. Um, sometimes they yell. And um, there's nothing illegal about yelling. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Some just, of us don't like it. Though. No, <laughs> most people don't. <laughs> um, but the truth is, is there are people in the business that do raise their voice. And so when we uncover an employer where um, there's an individual on the team that does that, first off, we want to make sure they're not doing anything illegal, um, not saying anything like racial or discriminatory or creating a hostile work environment, which means like insulting people or putting them down. If they're just yelling, because that's just kind of how they communicate, then we um, we work, we definitely do not send individuals that are like wallflowers. <laughs> you know, if somebody is shy and quiet in the interview, that's the last person I'm going to send in um, for that interview with that particular employer. But as long as you prepare people um, for it um, and you kind of get it, like I said, it's a feel um, as you walk them through it, you don't ask the question one time, like, how do you feel about working in an environment where somebody raises their voice? You get their answer. You ask a few other questions. You ask them another question. How do you feel if somebody yelled at you? It's just, it's one of those things to where you just don't take the first answer. Mm -hmm. In order to understand someone's behavior, you have to ask the same question a few times. Um, and if I get, you know, kind of positive single signals each time that they're responding, then that's the person that I would send over there. And luckily, I've been pretty good over the years. Um, I can think of some employers where, you know, the um, where the CEO or the executive is, you know, that's their demeanor. And I still have people there today that I place there. So, so it's it's there's still a right fit for everybody. You know, that's um, great. Mm -hmm. So we can figure it out <laughs> <laughs> if there's turnover. Um, and and we are um, also open and honest with those employers too. Like this person didn't work out because they didn't like this, even though it can be harsh. It's like sometimes you don't want them to shoot the messenger, but at the end of the day, we're just delivering the information to them so they can decide if they want to think about taking a deep breath before <laughs> they react to something. So, but it's up to them ultimately. Thank you for joining us today. This concludes part one of this episode. Be sure to join us next week as we wrap this up with part two. Thanks for spending time with us at Extremely Valid Points Podcast. To learn more about this episode, see our show notes at extremelyvalidpoints.com. Be sure and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. Follow us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube and Instagram at EVP underscore podcast. If you need help with your video for your business or nonprofit, connect with Dave at ellipsispro.co. And if you need help with digital marketing, Nathan and Jenny can be found at worldlightmedia.com. Or feel free to send us an email at questions at extremelyvalidpoints.com. Thanks again for joining us. See you next time. Bye.